Welcome to the Artificial Intelligence Podcast with your host, Dr. Tony Huang. I talk anything and everything that has to do with AI, ML, and data science. So a data lake is a system or repository that stores data in its raw format along with transformed, trusted data sets and provides both programmatic and SQL-based access to this data for diverse um, analytics tasks such as data exploration, interactive analytics, and machine learning. The data stored in a data lake can include structured data from relational databases, aka rows and columns, uh, semi-structured data such as like CSVs, um, logs, XMLs, JSONs, and unstructured data like emails, documents, and PDFs, and also like binary data such as um, images, audio, video. So a challenge with data lakes is not getting locked into proprietary formats or systems. So this um, locked in uh, thing restricts the ability to move data in and out for other uses or to um, you know, process data using other tools and can also tie a data lake to a single cloud environment. That's why businesses should strive to build open data lakes where data is stored in an open format and access through open uh, standard-based interfaces. Um, so like, you know, to, to adhere to this open philosophy should permeate every aspect of the system, including uh, data storage, um, data management, data processing, operations, data access, governance, and, um, uh, and security. So an open format is one based on an underlying open standard uh, developed and shared through a public community-driven process without vendor-specific proprietary um, extensions. So for example, an open data format is a platform-independent machine-readable data format such as ORC or Parquet whose specifications are published to the community such that any organization can create tools and applications to read data in that format. So a typical data lake has the following capabilities. You got uh, data ingestion and storage, data processing and support for continuous data engineering, data access and consumption, data governance, um, including discoverability, security and compliance, and then lastly, infrastructure and operations. So um, next, I'm going to describe the openness requirements for each one of these capabilities. So for data uh, ingestion and storage, an open data lake ingests data from sources such as applications, uh, databases, data warehouses, and real-time streams. Um, it's uh, It formats and stores the data in an open data format such as ORC and Parquet that is um, platform-independent uh, machine-readable and optimized for fast access and, and analytics, and also made available to consumers without restrictions that would impede the reuse of that information. So an open data lake uh, supports both uh, pull and push um, ingestions of data. So it supports pull-based ingestions through batch uh, data pipelines and push-based ingestions through uh, streaming processes. So both of these types of data ingestions um, uh, an open data lake supports open uh, standards such as like uh, SQL and Apache Spark for 
authoring uh, data transformations. So for batch data pipelines, it supports row inserts, uh, row level inserts, and uh, data upserts to data sets in the lake. So an uh, upserts, uh, upsert capability um, with snapshot isolation, and more generally, an acid semantics, uh, which is uh, a greatly simplified uh, simplifies the task as opposed to rewriting the data partitions or the entire data set. So the uh, the ingestion capabilities of an open data lake ensures zero data loss and uh, writes exactly once or at least once and it handles uh, schema variabilities. It's also able to write in the most um, uh, optimized data format into the right partitions and provides the ability to re-ingest the data when needed. The next is data processing and support for continuous data engineering. So an open data lake stores the, the raw data from various data sources in a standard, uh, standardized open format. However, use cases such as uh, like data exploration, interactive uh, an analytics, and machine learning requires the data, the raw data, to be processed uh, to create use case-driven trusted data sets. So, for data exploration and machine learning use cases, users uh, continually refine data sets for their analysis uh, uh, needs. So as a result, every data lake implementation should enable users to iterate between data engineering and use cases such as interactive analytics and machine learning. So this can be thought of as continuous data engineering, which um, involves the interactive ability to author, monitor, and debug data pipelines. In an open data lake, these pipelines are authored using standard interfaces and open source tools such as uh, SQL, Python, uh, Apache Spark, and Apache Hive. Uh, the next thing we're going to discuss is data access and consumption. So the, the most visible outcome of the data lake is the types of use cases it enables. Whether the use case is data exploration, interactive analytics, or machine learning, access to data is uh, vital. So the access to data can be through like SQL or some type of programmatic language such as like Python, R, or Scala. Uh, while SQL is the norm for interactive analysis, uh, programmatic um, uh, languages are, are used for more advanced applications like machine learning and deep learning. An open data lake supports um, data access through a standard-based implementation of SQL with no proprietary extensions. It enables external tools to access the data through standards such as o, uh, ODBC or JDBC. Also, an open data lake supports uh, programmatic access to data through standard uh, programming languages like uh, R, Python, Scala, and standard libraries for numerical computations and uh, machine learning, such as like TensorFlow, Keras, PyTorch, uh, Apache Spark, MLlib, uh, MXNet, and Scikit-Learn. Uh, the next topic is data governance, which has discoverability, um, security, and compliance in it. So when, when data ingestion and data access are implemented well, data can be made widely available to users in a democratized fashion. So when uh, multiple teams start accessing data, um, data architects need to um, exercise oversight for governance, security, and compliance purposes. So the first is data discovery. 
So data, data itself is hard to find and comprehend, and it's not always trustworthy. So users need to uh, need the ability to discover and profile data sets for uh, integrity before they can trust them for their own use case. Um, and so like uh, a, a data catalog, it riches metadata through different uh, mechanisms uh, and uses it to um, document data sets and supports a, a search interface to aid that discovery. So since the first step is to discover the required data sets, it's essential to surface metadata to end users for exploration purposes, um, to use where the data resides and what it contains, and to determine if it's useful for answering a particular question. So discovery includes um, data profiling capabilities that, that support um, interactive previews of, of data sets to shine a light on like formatting, center, uh, centerization, labels, data shape, and so on. So an open data lake uh, should have an open metadata repository as, for an example, like the Apache Hive metadata repository is an open re repository that prevents vendor lock-in for metadata. The next is security. So increasing access accessibility to the data requires data lakes to support strong access control and security features. To be open, a data lake should do this through non-proprietary security and access control APIs as, uh, you know, for example, um, deep integrations with open source frameworks like uh, Apache Ranger or Apache Sentry can facilitate table level, uh, role level, and column level granular security. So this enables um, administrators to grant permissions against uh, already defined user roles in enterprise um, directories such as uh, Active Directory. So by basing um, access control on open source frameworks, open data lakes avoid vendor lock-in that results from a proprietary security implementation. The next is compliance. Um, so new new or expanding um, data privacy regulations such as uh, GDPR or uh, CCPA have created new requirements around uh, right to erasure and right to be forgotten. Um, so these govern consumer rights about their data and involves uh, involves stiff financial penalties for non-compliance, um, as much as around four percent of the global global turnover. Uh, so they must not be overlooked. Um, so therefore, the ability to delete specific subsets of data without disrupting a data management process is essential. An open data lake supports this ability through open formats and open metadata repositories. So in this way, they can enable a vendor agnostic solution to compliance needs. The next topic is infrastructure and operations. So whether the data lake is deployed in the cloud or on premise, um, so each cloud provider has a specific implementation to provision, configurations, monitoring, um, and management uh, of the data lake as well as the resources it needs. So an open data lake is cloud agnostic and portable across any cloud uh, native environment, including public and private clouds. So this, uh, this allows like um, administrators to leverage the benefits of both public and private cloud from uh, an economics, security governance, and uh, agility perspective. So you you want to, and this is just like kind of like uh, um, my closing thoughts on this on open uh, open data lakes. 
you want to be open for innovation. So the increase in volume, velocity, and variety of data combined with new types of analytics and machine learning makes data lakes uh, a necessary complement to more traditional data warehouses. Data warehouses exist largely in a world of proprietary formats, uh, proprietary SQL uh, extensions, and proprietary metadata repositories, and lacks programmatic access to data. Data lakes don't need to follow this proprietary path, which leads to restricted innovation and higher costs. A well-designed open data lake provides a robust, future-proof data management system that supports a wide range of data processing needs, including data exploration, um, interactive analytics, and machine learning. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can contact me at tonyphoang.com for more information on AI, ML, and data science.